All right, all right. Hello, welcome back to the Kickback Lounge podcast. My name's Drew Young, and I'm here with my co-host today, Kenny Brown. What up, what up, what up, what up? And we got a very special guest today, someone we've known for a long time, uh, someone we went to school with, but now we see him doing a lot of stuff in the creative field. We got David High, the building. Hey. Hi, Tom, thank Hi. you, thank you. It's a pleasure, pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, so first podcast... First podcast ever, right? Yeah. Yes. And you're actually the first guest we had in this studio, we were telling you, a bit before. So this testing the waters to see how it goes. But yeah, yeah. Um, so the reason we actually started, we got the idea to do this podcast. Um, I mean, I've followed you on Instagram, obviously, for a while. Uh, senior creative stuff, uh, like video work, and it's like super fucking clean. Um, I think you started with like doing car um like videos and stuff uh tell me how you got started with the video yeah so um so initially i was using my iphone 11 like i think it was like right after the pandemic was already over mm -hmm. and they had like a bunch of car meets at kirkwood it was like every friday afternoon and it was like during the summer oh yeah sonic yeah. driving yeah yeah and yeah i was just like really into it just like i'm like i guess my main influence was like i was watching a lot of car content you know like fast and furious need for speed and all yeah. that so what's just, the what's the best fast and furious movie man that's kind of hard to say but um i'd say the first one in my opinion that kind of yeah, like okay. sparked my interest on in the franchise anyway it's so a good jumping off point for yeah, sure definitely and all those new characters like i was already intrigued by it so but yeah um back in the summer like like i said i was using my iphone 11. this is i still have this iphone to this day i'm still using it mm -hmm. especially back in like the day that i was using my like for car content but um but yeah, that was like how I started, just mainly my my like what my main interest and in just hobbies and cars, and I just want to do something nice for my you know my Instagram. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to somebody that's like thinks, oh, I need this equipment, I need that equipment to like start doing video? What would you say to that person? Well, I would definitely say this that it's not the equipment that makes you better, but it all comes down to the basic fundamentals, like right. um especially like the like the editing skills you have you can have the best camera in the world but it all comes down to the person behind that camera so it mm -hmm. like the best content creator can mainly just start from a basic iPhone 11 or 12 or 13 or etc but it all comes down to like the basic fundamentals like i said uh camera movements editing it's all in the vision not the equipment but you know at the end of the day the, like the equipment makes it a lot better because mm -hmm. it's you know it's more premium but it all comes down to the user for real all right so you got into like I mean, I don't know exactly when you got into doing the video stuff, but what was like your first creative outlet, would you say? My creative outlet? Like my, what, my first video? Well, just like in general, it could be like doing art, drawing maybe. is That's what a lot of people end up saying. They say they, they always used to draw. Is there one that uh, you started doing? Uh... Or was it the video? Like you started with the video. Well, it was the video with my friend Hamza. It was like way back, like in the Kirkwood, like I said. And mm -hmm. just also just main influence from like professional content creators from YouTube. So I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I might as well just play around with it. I mean, it's really no big deal, no risk or anything. Just having fun. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Was there a first like video um, that you made that you were like, okay, like this kind of like scratches some sort of itch and like this really does it for me, like just making videos and stuff? Well, uh, well, I first started like using the iMovie on my like uh, I think it was on my Ooh, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, MacBook. Uh, yeah. I think it's on the MacBook Pro. Yeah. Um, 
I still have that MacBook uh, Pro today. Um, I mean, it's all basic stuff. So, I mean, I was just finding some nice music on YouTube. You know, uh, NCS, non-copyrighted. Uh, oh, yeah. Music? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just basically just using some of their music and just incorporating some of my visions. So I was like, okay. Oh, man. Do you remember uh, Movie Maker for Windows? Bro. <laughs> Dude. I used to use that for music. It was so bad. It was terrible. <laughs> I used to use, like, the same rap group every time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I got a quick question for you. So, like, whenever you talk about, like, you know, how you got into, like, creative, you know, being, like, into, like, photos and stuff like that, would you say that, like, in today's world, it's more accessible for a lot of people to, like, kind of get into creative arts? Like, especially when it comes to, like, using Adobe, using, like, Lightroom, using, like, these programs and kind of, like, being self-taught, like, YouTube and just, like, going for it. Mm. Oh, I definitely say that, for, for one thing, this hobby is pretty pricey. Oh, yeah. Especially with the cameras that we have. Like, I mean, I mean, you get what you pay for, but, like, not everyone has that budget. So, I mean, it all comes down to the to the basic iPhone for real. So, I feel like mm -hmm. most people, I mean, I started out, like you said, most people have iPhones. So, like, if you have the iPhone, you have an ability to make videos. And, energy, yeah. and especially, like, nowadays, you have an ability to make clean videos if mm -hmm. you really wanted to and, like, you were really dedicated towards it. Um but yeah, I also like had to make the investment in a camera and I that's exactly what I see it as as an investment because yeah. it's like how do you justify spending like especially when you first start out, how do you justify spending like thousand, two thousand dollars, you know, on cameras, equipment and stuff? But yeah, it's like like you said, it's a it's an investment. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. What do you what do you have to say about that? Like what do you think about that? I mean, for me, like the stuff that I buy, I mean, I've been putting a lot of money into this hobby. Yeah. And I have no regrets on doing it. Because, like, I know, like, some of the equipment that I buy, like, they kind of hold their value over time. Yeah. Like, some of the lenses I buy, like, I already know for a fact they're going to hold because, of, like, it's still popular today and a lot of people use it, especially, like, YouTubers. So, I'm pretty confident in what I'm putting my money in. So, I'm, like, not too much of a worry. Plus, I'm enjoying the hobby as well. So. Yeah. That's, see, when I say investment, I don't even think about it, like, well, I think about it financially in the aspect of you could make money from it, mm -hmm. but you're actually talking about like retaining value of the equipment. So mm -hmm. that's interesting because I didn't like, I didn't think about that. Is that something that you do like trade equipment or like when you when, do you like upgrade equipment and stuff? Or I mean, for like for this hobby, like photography and videography, like if you make connections with other people, like videographers and photographers, like they'll be more like more than happy to trade wherever they want as long as it's like a good deal or reasonable or offer mm -hmm. but um but yeah i mean i mean yeah that's all i can say right now so yeah yeah <laughs> no, that's interesting because like i never thought about it usually like i've had a lot of connections to where like people have equipment and they're like hey you could use it if you want you know yeah. Yeah. i tend to like not try to use other people's equipment if i don't have to because it's like i don't know that's something on the on the come up like the grind like that's something you gotta do yeah. when you're coming up. Like, if somebody has something and you want to <laughs> use it and you don't want to buy it, that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But it's just like, I remember first starting out having to ask people like, "Hey, can I use your camera to do this? Can yeah. I use your camera?" And that's like, I mean, you probably know like the camera's like your baby, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like to trust someone with your kid. That's like that's a big big ask. But I don't know. That's that's why I say like it's also worth worth the investment um mm -hmm. but yeah going going back to the investment type of stuff like i see it as anything that you do like 
spending you can justify spending money on stuff that like your passion if if you're truly going to work hard towards it then i think it's justified in a way cuz if you feel like you're doing something in the moment that you want to do and it's going to be positive for you i don't see that as like making a mistake but i don't i don't know do you have like do you have an opinion on that like like betting on yourself essentially is that something you had to do Mm, I haven't really thought about that for real. I mean, all I know is for the fact that for the stuff that I buy and what I do to produce on like content, like so far I'm like, I already know that I'm like having fun. Most importantly, making connections. Mm -hmm. Um, Connections is like the most valuable thing when it comes to doing these kinds of stuff. So I already know for the fact that I'm already on like on the uptrend, but of course there's gonna be ebbs and flows. But you know, at the end of the day, like the stuff that I buy, like I already know like the results from past experience. I'm already like, growing over time which is like for my social circle which i'm pretty happy with Mm -hmm. yeah so that's something we talk about on this podcast is networking Um, and that's something i've known for like a a long time how important networking is but i mean now i actually see the benefits as i because one thing i do is i'll film with like youtubers or just like do youtube videos and stuff with other content creators and that's that's one thing about like st louis and this like the niche like community, youtuber yeah. community for sure um they definitely like to work together and high tide like races all ships yeah is the saying so i, th- I think it's definitely important to like get your circle and make sure that like if if it sounds kind of shallow to say, but like if you can make money with your circle, that's like that's ideal for me. What is that like something that you look for when connections, or what do you look for when you're networking? I mean, for me, like the way that I network is I go to the places that I have interest in. Mm. So if you like going to the clubs, just if you want to make content in the clubs, just put yourself out there, just naturally bring your camera in, it, well, if they let you. Yeah. Um, but if they do yeah. let you, then just take the advantage. Don't ask them for anything. Just make cool content. Just, you know, tag their account to see if they make any, like, what, any impressions. Yeah. Like, kind of like what I did with uh, STL Bucket List. Yeah. Um, I didn't even force them. I didn't force them anything. I just, like, naturally tag them, just had fun with mm-hmm. my friends. And then they noticed that I had, like, some talents. And then that's, it just naturally came into place. Just, like, just enjoy the ride. Have fun. You know, just um tag the people that you think that you have like potential to making partners with and yeah and that just naturally came so i was pretty happy with that you mentioned uh being allowed to film have there been a places that they were like no no camera no no, no. yes yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so uh so actually i uh, went to nashville uh last weekend yeah and um i had to kind of like sneak my camera in because they weren't allowed to bring any professional cameras because you know they had like paid what? photographers and videographers yeah 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 oh yeah. gotcha yeah so it was kind of whack content. yeah 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 so it was kind of whack but i was able to pull it in for like the first night <laughs> of all the bars you know um you, you've gone to nashville right nashville tennessee i've been there once yes okay well broadway is pretty nice like my favorite bar was probably like whiskey row yeah it's pretty i want to get down there so that, bad to go there that whole strip is pretty huge and it's like popping off mm-hmm. yeah, i mean bro. it's always been kind of popping but now like people are like nashville nashville honestly yeah yeah but how how was that the nashville trip i'd probably say like a scale of one to ten i'd probably say like a solid nine that was my first time going oh, and man. I, yeah i still have like a bunch of videos at home I'm still trying to edit so trying to make some good memories to let people see my vision okay 
And you mentioned uh, like experiences and stuff like that. You did bucket lists. You did STL bucket lists. You did some stuff in Chicago. Did some stuff in Nashville. Yeah. Some and stuff here in St. Louis. Um, what was like your favorite experience of like 2022? Ooh, 2022. That's a very good question. Um, well, I did went to Kansas City. Ooh. I did enjoy that one a lot. Ooh, did you go to a game? Uh, well, I was I was actually there with my friends, so I didn't know if there were any games during that time. Gotcha, gotcha. I think it was like during the summer, so I don't think there were any no. sports games going on. But Some yeah, camp. I, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. The city was nice, especially in the night. Um, the parks were big. The museum was pretty pretty classy. I don't know if you've been to the museum. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Um, Up in KC. Yeah. Oh, um, have you been to KC? Or is it, no, or is it called Union Station? Or is it right? Something like that. Yeah, it's okay. like it is a nice uh, fucking like museum or something like that up there. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's like your favorite experience like, of like last year, like uh, shooting and stuff. Probably just like one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, so around what year did you say you got into filming and everything? Uh, just like from like the bare bones, or just like actual... taking it seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, I was using this after pandemic for one year. So like 2020 around. So there? I'd probably say like 2020 or beginning of 2021. Yeah, and mm. for someone, cause that's what I that's what I thought because that's when I seen like your video starting to go up on your channel and stuff, and I think you made uh, a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, but. That's like a very short time to be as good as you are yeah. uh, because it takes people like a long time. Well, depending on how much investment and like work you really put into it. Right. But I mean, your videos, if people haven't seen, uh, what's your Instagram real quick? Oh, my main or my car page? Uh, like your car page because you do, that's where you post mainly the video stuff. Uh, so, so I, for my main, I just post like lifestyle stuff. So okay. like, wherever I go, like traveling, I'm naturally just post reels or pictures. But if you guys want to like check out my car page, that's also in my, um, in my main account bio. But for my main, it's just David, uh, underscore, 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 ha. So ha, like H-A. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's my main. But yeah, how, how much did you have to dedicate yourself to get this good this quickly? Uh, well, for me, uh, I don't know. I mean, it just, it just varied over time, but I felt like after when I was using my iPhone for about a year, it just came in naturally because like, I mean, this camera's already automatically stabilized. So like the movement was already like easy, but then like, then again, I was just trying to like mimic some of the movements from like, uh, from like the creators that they've done on like, like YouTube. Film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kinda, like film. So I just kind of like vision in, just like kind of copy and just like basically just puzzling everything together to what I thought would be, you know, fabulous. Interesting. So you have a, like, you like to reverse engineer. Uh, is that your kind of mindset? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like reverse engineering, just trying to, like, trying to, like, figure out what they're trying to do and how that works. So it's just kind of, like, more of, like, a, what do you call it? Uh, just, like, testing the waters, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's probably, like, another saying, but that's just, like, you know. Trial just, and error. Kind yeah, of trial thing. and error. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trial and error. Yeah, that's a big thing with doing doing anything creatively i would say 100%. Um, if you're trying to get if you're actually trying to take it seriously and get good at it yeah um trial and error is a big thing especially like in this digital space it's a lot of i don't know if you learned a lot from like youtube or anything or just like like you didn't know how to do something look it up on youtube is that something that that you used or what resources did you use to just learn 
Well, so for me, I'm a, I'm a like, I'm mainly more of a visual learner. So YouTube mm. was obviously my best friend. So I mean, then again, I was just look, I was like more of like a car guy. So I just watched a lot of like our car content creators or f- filmers, basically, and how their movements work, and that's that's how I basically copied it. Okay, so you weren't looking up like how to do this type of video. It <laughs> was, was more like, okay, let me just mm-hmm. mess around with a uh, program. Uh, well, initially I was using um, was it iMovie. But right now, since I'm more um, more comprehensive in my work and adding more edits into it, I'm using a DaVinci Resolve Studio, which is a paid program. It's like what I think it's like three hundred dollars one time payment. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar to Final Cut Pro mm-hmm. Ten. Um, I was kind of contemplating on buying Adobe Premiere, but then again, you have to buy a subscription. Yeah, and I'm not about yeah. that subscription life, so I'm trying to save money that's as much we, as possible. We used a, a little bit of that in the past too, and like in some of our work, like that's actually a really really good like jumping off base. You remember like Sony Vegas? Sony Back Ve- in the day, <laughs> no. Sony. Ve- no? no, you didn't no. use Sony Vegas, dude. Nah. Sony Vegas was so like 2010s, I would say. Okay. Uh, Sony Vegas Pro and Sony Vegas, like you would pirate that and just. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm putting y'all on game. Like, that was the whole thing, bro. You turn all that kind of stuff. Like, that was. <laughs> see, the thing is with me and Drew, like, I don't know if we mentioned this, but we've been making content off and on since we're like 10. No way. 12. I mean, 11. 13. Yeah, I mean, did, like, did you start? I mean, I would say I started making like my <laughs> Beyblade videos and fucking like <laughs> transfer. No, I know it's lame. Transformer videos in my aunt's house when I was in like fucking sixth grade, fifth grade. Hey, Beyblade's so, cool though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like that's where we jumped off. That's where we started off, you know, using it was like Sony Vegas, a camera, like yeah. an iPhone, yeah. and just filming. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so what, what would you say, like, with St. Louis specifically? And like its content, would you say that it has become less of like a sports city and more of a content creator driven city, especially like with the youth, like our age, like the 20 somethings like? Well, based on like what I'm seeing, I feel like um, the content creators in St. Louis are not being exposed well enough. Right. And that's why STL Buckles is trying their best to bring out like the the younger generation out into the public space to let them know like what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like you know St. Louis has a lot of potential, but it just has to be uh, discovered soon. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something that's definitely on the rise. I mean, and the I mean we know in the city it's like there's a lot of crime and like people don't like to go mm-hmm. downtown. But it seems like something with I don't know if it's danger and mm-hmm. art. There's something there like. I mean, a lot of beauty will come from struggle, I would say. Yeah. And okay. that might be, like, where stuff kind of sparks. Um, if you go, I mean, graffiti, think about that. Like, graffiti, that's a big thing that's, like, in high high crime areas. You see a lot of graffiti. And, I mean, it's, it's almost a way for people to express themselves in a way. Sometimes, I mean, it's, like, gang shit, you know, but, <laughs> but like, I mean, just, like, People need that creative outlet, and in times of like struggle, I think you see that come out a bit. But yeah. it's also hard for like in St. Louis, like the downtown area is like that's where an artist would want to be. But I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of crime. Ideally, like if you think about like New York, like big cities, yeah, you see, uh, you tend to see more crime, but you also tend to see more art. I would say a hundred percent. Hundred percent. And like going back to your equipment, like for one second, like as far as your camera, I know we've talked about like your setup. Yeah. But like as far as your rig and like shooting in cities and stuff like that, like what do you kind of like what camera do you prefer? And like what camera I know you started off with your iPhone. 
Like, what camera do you prefer now, like hardware wise? Well, uh, and then what would you want to get? Well, I definitely recommend not getting a Nikon. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because uh, well, some of my friends already uh, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, like I don't like them either. So yeah, I've like from from what I've heard, like their their autofocusing is not that superior compared to Canon's or Sony. Um, and one of my friends, his name, you guys know, um, uh, Sebastian Alfurco. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he's been using Nikon quite a bit, but he's deciding to switch to Sony primarily because like Sony is very good at low light situations. And oh, I yeah. have that too. And it's kind of more like, a kind of more like a mainstream type of generation camera because a lot of, you know, YouTubers are using it. Gym influencers using it too. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with Canon. Canon's like a, it's kind of like a legendary, um, brand, mm -hmm. but I feel like Sony's like the new wave. Whereas, yeah. like, you would, would you say, like, Canon's, like, the Ford, and then you would say, like, Sony's probably, like, more the Ferrari, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I would, I would say so, too, because, like, especially when you look at, like, like you said, cameras nowadays, like, it seems like the, what do they call them, D, DMRs? DMR cameras? Oh, that part I don't or know. Or DSLRs, I don't know, I forgot DSLRs. what they're calling them. Oh, DSLRs yeah. and mirrorless cameras? Yeah, where oh, yeah. they, like, you know, camcord and, and shoot and stuff like that. Like, yeah. those those cameras are so damn popular, and they were way pop more popular in the 2010s, but, like, mm. it seems people are starting to move towards, like, more film. Yeah. Uh, and vintage. Yeah, I'd probably say, well, vintage is nice, too. Like, it gives more character to the video. Mm -hmm. But um, if you want something, like, super crispy and sharp then you and something more compatible and easy to carry around, then I'd definitely go for a mirrorless camera. 100%. That's what that is right there. Cool. Like, you can definitely shoot 4K on mirrorless cameras easily. DSLR is known for just shooting uh, photos. Right. Yeah. So, when you bring up the different types of cameras and what you like, is that specifically for pictures? Uh, Which one? Mirrorless or DSLR? Um, Like the Nikon, Canon. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, Canon's pretty good, too. Like, they're, um, you, like, you can basically, sh like, shoot, like, fast frame rates if you're trying to, like, capture super, like something super super fast right but if you want something that's um ideal for like all like weather situations like harsh lighting like like really sunny day or, or really really like dark places then i definitely prefer sony plus not only that like for sony users um you get a lot of like third brand um party lenses like sigma mm -hmm. tamron or of course the the primary one sony but that's like like probably like the biggest reason why I went for Sony because you get so many options for lenses. Yeah. And then for Canon's like you only get like limited amount and plus they're like pretty expensive, so. Yeah. I I mean I agree completely like filming just going to different shoots especially like I seen you just did a one with like boxing or something, right? Or like trip wrestling, was that? Oh yeah, wrestling. Oh, I just posted that um with my friend today. Um he's actually in Atlanta right now. He he just went back uh, I think it's his first match for tomorrow in wrestling. His name is um, what's his name? Matt Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Big heart, supportive around everyone. He wants everybody to win. Of course, he wants to win too. But he cares just about everyone else, just as much as he cares about himself. So yes, hardworking as well. Uh, yeah, I I mean I can relate to that. I've done ton of filming with uh Max. Yeah, trainers well, and fighters too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, trainers, fighters, and that like getting a taste of like what actually goes on behind the scenes because mm -hmm. a lot of times people will see just the glory side of things the actual fight they won't see like the actual what goes in the work people put in or the losses yeah they just see like one side of it yeah uh they don't they don't get to see like the camaraderie behind the scenes so i'm sure whenever you were filming uh you got to see a lot of that but also 
in those type of situations, a lot of like low light situations, a lot of like just different different things type of lightings you have to deal with in the gyms and stuff. Mm. So it's it's definitely nice to have a Sony where you can film in low light mm-hmm. and then just like the focus options. That's something like I was telling you before the podcast. Like I'm not a huge like I like to film stuff, but I haven't like really had time to just dive into different aspects of like actually learning my camera that's something i'm getting into now mm-hmm. like uh the other day well yesterday when i was filming with some youtubers i kind of got in like i mm-hmm. felt compelled to like actually learn like different aspects from the uh camera yeah. but um yeah so how how is that for you being able, being in the gyms and stuff like oh just like what just like gym content or what yeah well uh i mean let's see well I'd say like I think like naturally came when I started doing gym content mainly because I was just bringing my camera out and about and just like in public places. Yeah. Like I had some of my friends like since I since I'm a gym rat and they knew that I had a camera, they like kind of reached out to me like, "Hey, um how much would you charge um XYZ if if we did like a video for like just for like the first one month or two. I actually did like um like a 12 week um series with my friend Camden Hesse. I, I remember seeing those. Those yeah. were clean, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was last summer. That was probably, like, probably my biggest project with him yet. Um, I mean, we we're pretty close friends, so, like, everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. And dude, we, we had, like, a wonderful journey. I saw him, like, starting from, like, what? Being, like, kind of like a fluffy guy all the way down to being, like, down to, like, 5 4% body fat. It was, like, it was an absolute story. And he got, like, I think, like, first place in, like, a certain... Uh, wow category and then wow. got second place in overall was he doing like bodybuilding or lifting type of stuff he is he was competing in natural and bodybuilding so um, his next competition is in i think it's in this summer mm-hmm. um in florida That's so true. yeah i would just have to wait and see if he actually reaches out to me but other than that dude, we is, had a wonderful journey is florida like a really big bodybuilding place not that Side i know note. not that i know of but okay. I'm, I'm assuming they they probably have a massive fitness industry especially yeah. down in houston oh yeah so, um, i mean you're on the beach so. yeah for sure mm. um when you talk about like you, you love like working in the gym and stuff like that what would you say like your favorite group of like our individual group of people would be to film and like to work around i know you said you like working in the gym but like you know outside of the gym like what what would you say so, so like what? So like people who you know are like an athlete in the gym, or if there's like a, a person who's doing like um like car content. Yeah, car content. Like, which what would you say is like your niche and like what's your your favorite? Would you say just film oh. filming oh. like outside of the gym or like doing other stuff like what? Okay, well I'm more um well I'm more of like a car guy, so that's like my primary category. But okay. I mean since I'm a gym rat, I I also do watch um gym content too, mm-hmm. like like gym influencers in Alpha Land, mm-hmm. um. Especially with like C Bum, like his videographer. So I kind of get an idea of what they're trying to do and like what the vibe they try to pull off. Mm-hmm. Especially with like the photos I see on Instagram because well, my algorithm is more like gym and cars. Yeah. And so, yeah, I kind of get the vision. So, yeah, my cars is my primary uh, uh, categories. That's my specialty. Mm-hmm. And then gym and then lifestyle. Okay. So, one thing I, I just seen this in a video the other day for creatives because I follow. Uh, I think it's filmmakers on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever seen their stuff, but mm-hmm. just post like a bunch of like film content, uh, just different things that photographers, videographers have to deal with. But one thing they were talking about was um, as a photographer, videographer, there's a couple of things, like three main aspects you have to deal with. It's the creative side, 
which it's like how you film the uh you just your vision like actually using your equipment uh the marketing side which mm-hmm. could be like networking mm-hmm. and just getting yourself out there learning social media mm-hmm. that's that's like the main thing nowadays and then uh actually sales cuz i mean you just talked about like when you were doing gym content people would ask you like oh how much would you charge do this and like as somebody that also like will make money off doing film sometimes it's like that's an interesting thing when you first start out cuz you don't know like how much do i charge like for this or how much is the client willing to pay how do you uh balance those three and how do you figure out how much you want to charge for stuff well since for me like since it's just a hobby and i'm and i'm still focusing on school i'm not really too concerned about my own pricing um i know like everyone has their own pricing mainly due to demographic experience and or like certain preference if it's if mm-hmm. it's like their their way of living but for me i don't really have like a certain price right now i mean i'm still making my own portfolio it's like 75 percent done but like i really don't have any concern with like a pricing on on hand at the moment but maybe maybe later down the road but i just don't have like a definite pricing of my own yeah well i could tell you now that based off your quality and oh, yeah. the work you put in from what i see you could definitely make a living off it uh whether you think that or not but i mean i see your quality and i know kind of like have a little bit of knowledge in the industry like working with different uh people talking to different creatives like you could definitely like make a living like you i'm saying you specifically and yeah you guys listening too if that's like your field if you work hard enough and you're talented um and you just make the connections and stuff but yeah you specifically you could definitely make a living off that because i mean you i could see how quickly you've learned this the field and stuff and how mm-hmm. good your stuff is so yeah, thank you yeah i definitely um definitely think you could do it for sure so is is that a um like i said how do you how do you balance all those things with like um just marketing like is that something you had to learn outside of the field like what's your most what what would you say your best field is the creative side the uh, marketing side or the sales side what would you say is your best so um i'd say like back in like one and a half years ago uh my friend alvin voidka he recommended me to watch gary v and the best thing that you can do is just keep making content Content is probably like the most valuable thing in the world. Content. Yes, like Gary, Gary, Gary. <laughs> content. Yeah, you just gotta keep mass producing content. <laughs> yeah. You don't ask anyone for anything. You don't force anything. You 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 basically show off your work, and yeah. that's basically your base basically your resume. And Speaking once people and once people see your value, they ask you, hey, how much is uh, X Y Z for this session for tomorrow, etc. I usually don't go up to people saying like being more like a sales type of person. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a creative type of person. And that basically just, it's kind of like saying like actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show what you have and then the people will value and they'll respect you. And that's how like, kind of like networking works. So that's how I do it. It's all about the creative side of things and mass producing producing content. Okay. I Okay, I'll give you a little pushback on that. Um, Just from people I know, not not like my, myself specifically, but like people I know, uh, uh, specifically, Alex O'Toole, he does Views Creative because um, I know he now he like makes a living from doing uh, content and like mm-hmm. filming videography, photography stuff. And like he has his own business. Mm-hmm. Um, con- content's good. And I, I like Gary V, too. Yeah. I do like Gary V. Uh, I think he puts out a lot of like 
good well content <laughs> puts out a lot of good content and it has a lot of wise words to say and has the backing to actually be like okay i did this right um mm-hmm. but i do think it is important to like if that if that's what you want to do like if you want to take it further than just a hobby um definitely getting yourself uh getting getting your marketing and sales right you don't necessarily have to go up to people and be like this is how much i charge but for example like when i talked to alex one time like he's you see the opportunity obviously you do your content make your portfolio creative learn the creative side but if you see an opportunity and you want to go and make money from it you can do that like that i think that's fine um so like for example he's like i I see your podcast uh do you guys want help doing the video stuff and like then we talk a little bit and then one thing in sales like you don't necessarily bring out the price first um so we talk a little bit and then he'll say like how much he charges so that's like if you are somebody that wants to literally make money make a living off this that's kind of that's part of the it's part of the game you know, business. That's just my philosophy on it. But, yeah, I would say that's yeah. 100% true, especially, like, in today's age with business. Like, in the modern era of networking, like, you definitely do have to be more open with people. And I feel like mm-hmm. that came off the pandemic, too. Uh, we all got, like, so in our bubbles and stuff like that. It's uh, it's honestly you have to kind of go out and say, like, you know, hey, well, let's talk about it first. Let's kind of assess it before going into the business side. So, yeah, 100%, dude. I would say that's been, you know, that's been one of the things that like boosted us up last year was just like being able to invite these people on as people first and then we get to the business you know so because you could like i do understand that philosophy of like doing content getting the best at it and then naturally it will come right there's also an aspect of maybe it might not you know that too like maybe you're putting in all this work and it might not happen but Mm -hmm. if you can push or if you can like put yourself in position that's that's something I see across like different industries. Like, um, for example, the one of the podcasts we have coming up is like a horror movies podcast. We had these guys on the radio just randomly. I didn't even know they were coming in, but they do like a ton of videography work. Uh, they're like ghost hunters, and they mm-hmm. do um, a bunch of like documentaries for like horror stuff. But one thing I did is like put myself out there, and I was like, "Hey, do you guys?" Would you guys be interested? I do my own podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not necessarily like business, but that's like a networking thing where you have to push. Mm. Uh, you kind of have to like put yourself out there and like take opportunities to be like, hey, would you guys like to do this thing? And you can do the same thing for sales. But yeah, do you have do you have anything uh, to say about like what I said? Which is like putting yourself out there. Yeah, just networking. Well, um, well, uh, I guess I can kind of correlate to cars and coffee STO. Hey, you been there? No, but I, I I've heard of those communities and like that's really big in LA, Chicago, yep. and I, I didn't know it ex- even existed in St. Louis. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I knew that there was meets and stuff, but yep. that's dope that we have that. Yeah, I honestly didn't even know we had a car community here until like after the oh, pandemic. Man. Oh, really? Yeah, I was missing out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's un- it's kind of under. It, to be honest with you, it's kind of underground, but it's whew. it is yeah. definitely it's underground. Nice. I would say, yeah. like, but it's it's very niche. Like I've seen the car shows at like Sonic and stuff, and now they used to do them at Crestwood Mall. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, again, going back to like Cars and Coffee, like, they actually have like an organized, um, like, group in on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So 
I basically just bring my gear there, just naturally just getting cool content for cars. And then, and then they just naturally came to me like, Hey, like you take good photos. And then they, they assumed I take good photos because I have like, like nice gear. So you do take good photos. I, I think it's further than the gear. Like you got to give yourself I was some gonna credit. Say, hey, you yeah. do actually have like, a really good eye. Man. People could have the nice gear, but yeah. like if they're not putting in the work or like they're, n- you, you do have a talent for it. Yeah. Like that's something you should definitely recognize. But I feel like, like, it kind of comes with like a first impression because like mm-hmm. I just feel like I mean they probably don't know you based on experience but once they see you like carrying like a big massive rig with a camera <laughs> then they probably think you're the real deal right which I mean and then again it's kind of like first impression but then again mm-hmm. it's kind of like I don't know if that's the right term but like shallow because yeah. like oh, a professional course. can carry an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy S22 but they probably won't even know that they're an actual videographer so right. it all comes down to like the gear and once they see and they just come up to you right true it's Definitely, like, I just seen, like, filmmakers d- talked about that, like, different, like, you could have this, like, big rig, like you're saying, with all attachments and everything, but, like, you could also do it through your camera, you mm-hmm. know, if you really get down to the nitty-gritty and, like, learn mm-hmm. the aspects, so that's that's interesting. But, yeah, that's that's kind of a form of, like, putting yourself out there, just showing up, Yeah, you know? And I've been there with, uh, with Cars and Coffees, like, since the pandemic, like I said, so it's been, like, what, a solid two years or maybe one and a half years yeah i mean i, I actually love the the car community there like they have a bunch of exotics they had like two big guys last summer damn at holman what motor color? cars uh it's like <laughs> it's <a different> color. <laughs> <laughs> they had um they had like a silver black colorway yeah and then and the other one was like i think it was like dark blue dark blue ocean blue or something like that but it, it was it was pretty dope that's what's okay. up man i got two questions for you since you say you're in the car community yeah well i got three actually but the first the, the first two there would be quick. Okay. Yeah. What'd you think of the new GTR? The unveiling of it. Uh, Did you see that? I need to take a look at that first. Dude, they didn't even change it. All right. Second question. <laughs> <laughs> muscle cars. Did you see all the new muscle car generation like lines, like the Ford uh, Mustang, the, uh, the Challenger? Yeah. Oh, the Challenger, dude. That's that dude, makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Dude, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like it's got digital exhaust. Okay. All right. Third question. Last question. <laughs> so. When it comes to like your angles and like your videos and stuff like that specifically, yeah. where do you pull your inspiration? Like, do you like directors and like filmmakers and stuff, or is it like, is it just kind of like you just see something and you're like, damn, that's dope angle? Because yeah. I, I know for me and him, like we did some film classes and stuff, so mm-hmm. they talk about angles yeah. and how like lighting, yeah, like over the shoulder. You know, you have certain things that tell a story. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, for my favorite angle, it has to be like the the low angle where you're looking up. Oh yeah. That basically gives like the the car like a more like a powerful uh, character in, or subject in the video. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for handheld, that's what I usually do. But since I have a gimbal, it's more dynamic. Right. Um. You know, like speed ramping. Um. Doing like a bunch of like awkward angles here and there. Um. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to explain. It's more. I'm more of a visual learner. But there's like there's one um there's one guy on Instagram that I um that I've been following for quite a while. He does a lot of gimbal work in Germany. Mm. Plus, I've been doing a lot of, like, Autobahn um, motorsports, so I kind of just kind of, like, look at his stuff and just try and, like, kind of copy what he does. Yeah. that That's interesting. Does the car, like, doing the car content, how does that translate to doing other content? Like, do you take anything from that? I mean, for me, like, it's kind of, like, whole different world for me. Cars is more, like, being, like, creating your own bubble because, like, with cars, like, on Instagram, like, when you see reels, it's more of, like, more of, like, a whole new, it's, like, magic. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of editing but then with like my lifestyle videos it's more like kind of like snappy but nothing like too crazy like it's not like 
it's not like what trippy or anything, but it's more like I don't know, abstract kind of. I guess yeah. Yeah. Something like more classy, not nothing yeah. too, mm-hmm. nothing too crazy compared to like car editing. Yeah, I I, I know what you're talking about because it's like with car content on, especially on like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I I don't have TikTok, but like yeah. on Instagram, it's like just make it look super cool. Like probably some of those cars would not make it like ten miles, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but like. It looks cool on Instagram, though, mm, you know? Yeah. Like, it looks dope, and, like, people flex off, like, different mods and everything, and, like, you get a nice song to go with, you know, the, Some visuals. the dope vi- visuals to it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, But, yeah, like you said, with, like, the cars, that's definitely a cinematography aspect mm-hmm. you see in film a lot. If if you're filming from, like, down lower, making something look powerful, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, um what do you have coming up uh creatively? Uh creatively? I mean, I don't have anything significant going on, but I'd probably say for car content wise, I'm heading down to Branson with like four or five uh car content creators. That's dope. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with uh the industry called Slammed Enough. No. 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 Well it's more of like a stance car um okay. uh show or competition. So it's like more Exotic slash project car slash lowered cars. Right, right. Um, it's pretty trippy. Like camber, yeah, crazy camber. camber yeah, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be in May. So that's probably that's something big for this year. But I don't know anything else on the top of my head. Sure. Um, dope, where can they find your content? I want you to shout out like all your socials or. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but I guess I'll spell it out. I guess, but I'll, uh, I'll put it in the video. Okay. So uh, my car uh, Instagram hold is, uh, see if I remember this, uh, Hotomotive, and I think that's, I would have to double check, but um, but it's d.hotomotive. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, but that's my car handle. And then my main account, I already told you way back, but I'll, I might as well just say it again, but it's it's David underscore 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 ha. So that's my main. That's All what's right. up, bro. Yep. Well, any final questions for David? No, man. I think you answered pretty much everything we wanted to know. Like, I, I, I think the main question we ask is at the end of every show with our St. Louis creatives is like, what's your earliest memory of St. Louis, and like, what's your favorite memory of St. Louis? Before favorite, we get out of here, favorite memory of St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been here for twenty-two years, or no, twenty-three <laughs> actually. Twenty-three. Hey. Uh, favorite memory? Yeah, man. It could be as early as five, if you're five years old. If I can remember what's happened at five. <laughs> um, jeez. Favorite memory? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you mine. Oh, I, I got okay. one. Okay. Um, back in 2019, Blues won the N- uh, NHL Cup. Okay. Stanley Ooh. Cup. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Right. Yeah. Mine was City Museum for sure. City Museum. Oh yes, first time seeing that that art and like that style and yeah. the ruggedness. Like that was that was wonderful, man. Yeah, right on, bro. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. We appreciate you, and we wish you the best of luck. Definitely, start making. Some good money off, get the business right, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was good to have you on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure, bro. Thank you so much for having having me. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, and comment. Follow David on his socials. Yes, which will shout out. Follow the podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, comment anything you guys think about the pod. Uh, are you a creative? Do you? deal with cameras what's your philosophy on the creative world but yeah thanks for listening to the podcast we out thank you thank you all right